in this episode, we are going to discuss some of the popular conventional wisdom around meal frequency. We're going to discuss my observations from coaching hundreds of clients over the past 15 years and what the science and our experience suggests is the best way to determine how many meals per day you should be consuming, why that is, and how to start to build the skills necessary to create your own personal meal scheduling system. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. My name is Ben Brown, and I'm the owner of BSL Nutrition. We are an online nutrition and fitness coaching company that helps you change your belief system around what it means to be healthy. And in this particular case, it's time to put to rest some of the conventional beliefs surrounding meal frequency and fat loss. We've talked ad nauseum about the importance of just needing to create a calorie deficit for weight loss. And so it shouldn't matter how many times per day we eat, whether it's two times or whether it's 10 times, as long as we're in a deficit, we'll lose weight, right? And that's a lot of what the evidence-based practitioners will suggest as well. And while theoretically this makes sense, in practice, it becomes a different story because behaviorally, there are limitations to what we can realistically commit to, which is what matters most. Put differently, even if the science said that eating six times a day was best, it wouldn't matter because it's just not practical for the vast majority of us. And so it's important for us to titrate down the science to reasonable actions that help us develop the skills to make consistent progress, which is what we're all about here at BSL Nutrition. And so back to the conventional wisdom, right? We've heard that you need to eat six times per day Uh, in order to quote unquote stoke the metabolism, right? We've heard that you need to graze on small portions so that you don't overeat. We've heard that you shouldn't eat breakfast, yet we've heard that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. We've heard that you should be intermittent fasting daily. We've heard that you should skip meals and just have bars and shakes for breakfast and lunch, and then just have a quote unquote sensible dinner. And The list goes on and on and on. And so it's no surprise that we're confused about which direction to go so that we can finally figure out how to lose weight once and for all. And this is where we need to move from understanding the data to real world decision making, right? So for most of us listening to this podcast, there's a few fundamental things that are relevant when it comes to long-term weight loss and behavior change. First. We need to find realistic ways to manage our calorie intake daily without necessarily having to track every morsel of food consumed, right? Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, we believe strongly that for the right people, food tracking can be the highest ROI driver of creating more awareness around our portion sizes and creating more awareness around our weight loss limiting behaviors. But as I stipulated, we also fully acknowledge that for many, this can create undue stress 
and exacerbate unhealthy eating patterns, which is why we often both substitute these skills and or help leverage the tracking to create these very skills that I'm sharing with you today. Number two, we need to learn how to build satisfying meals without worrying about overly restrictive food rules that are unrealistic to follow long term or having to think incessantly about food all day long. Right? How do we find that balance? How do we find that healthy relationship? And three is we need a manageable way to eat daily that gives us good energy, that helps us control hunger from meal to meal, and that fits within our hectic daily lifestyle. And I'm sure that's something that you can resonate with. Because all too often, especially based on the plethora of the popular meal strategies that I listed previously, is we have the tendency to set ourselves up for disaster. And usually by undereating from meal to meal, uh, trying to consume too little for too many meals, or by simply starving ourselves early on in the day only to find ourselves overeating at night because we have no control over our hunger or our fullness cues, which is very, very common. So imagine what it would feel like to be able to eat a reasonable amount of food from meal to meal, feel perfectly satisfied for five to even six hours between meals without finding yourself consumed by thoughts of treats or snacks or even obsessively thinking about where your next meal is coming from and have stable energy and experience healthy weight loss in the process, right? Isn't that ideally what we're all looking for? So if you're a fan of 80s hip hop, then you'd know that De La Soul said it best in their popular album, Three Feet High and Rising with their song, Three is the Magic Number. So it seems that three to four meals per day is the secret meal formula, which isn't really so secret, but for finding your satiety sweet spot that will allow you to effectively manage your calorie intake enough to lose weight. And, and I'm gonna discuss with you why that is. So for many of us, the conventional wisdom around eating more times per day as a way to both control our calorie intake and stoke the metabolism has been commonplace. However, the research suggests that this is actually not the case at all. And what happens when we eat more frequently is we simply end up eating more calories. And research shows that the more frequently a person eats, the higher their total calorie intake tends to be. And the greater odds they are of being overweight or obese. I'm going to repeat that one more time. The more frequently a person eats throughout the day, whether these are meals or snacks or both, the higher their total calorie intake tends to be. And therefore, the greater odds they are of being overweight or obese. And research has confirmed that there's no metabolic or satiety advantage. And when I say satiety, what I'm re referring to is satiation, the ability to feel full, to manage our hunger signals. There's no metabolic or satiety advantage to eating six times a day versus three times a day. And three meals work better. Three meals works better for appetite control at an equivalent calorie level. So if we're eating 2000 calories six times a day and we're eating 2000 calories three times a day, the three times a day is going to work better to help us feel satisfied, full, to manage our hunger signals from meal to meal. 
That's really, really important to understand. Additionally, it's been proven that snacking doesn't actually help you better manage your appetite from meal to meal. Rather, it just seems to add calories to the total. So for people that eat solid meals three to four times a day uh, that end up snacking in between, the snacking does nothing to control the amount of food that they consume at their next meal. And our thought process might be, if I have a snack in between meals, I would be less likely to consume uh, more at that next meal. And that's simply not the case. So you might as well do away with snacking as those extra calories aren't doing you any favors. And the reason for this has a lot to do with our hunger and our fullness hormones, particularly hormones called leptin and ghrelin. Now, essentially what we know is that we need to eat enough at meals to stimulate these hormones and to signal the brain to sense fullness, to sense adequate nutrition, and to thereby stimulate satiety so that we can have stable energy, so that we can have stable blood sugar levels, and so that we can experience fullness for three to five hours before our next meal. And so this is where developing the skills to effectively acknowledge and manage your hunger signals becomes paramount. Now, eating a highly processed, highly calorically dense and low fiber meal like McDonald's, as an example, will have a very different hormonal impact on our hunger and our satiety signals than something that is lower in calories and higher in both nutritional value and fiber, like a lean steak or chicken breast, potato, and a bowl of fruit as an example, right? They're going to have very two very different hormonal responses, right? Which thereby is going to help contribute to different levels of hunger and satiety. So if you're eating junk from meal to meal, finding you're getting hungry, well, it's not about the calories, but more about the quality uh, of the food uh, potentially. But that is a topic for another conversation as what you choose to consume at those meals will be the main determining factors in influencing your nutrition decisions later in the day or the week by virtue of how you feel from meal to meal. So if you're currently only eating two meals per day, coupled with periodic snacks throughout, then you may consider committing to three square meals with anywhere from three to five hours in between. And then similarly, if you find yourself grazing all day long and not really committing to any one meal or perhaps just an oversized dinner and snacking until bedtime, then you really need to figure out how to build out more substantial meals early in the day to help curb the hunger and lack of control you may be experiencing at night. It is terribly frequent that we have conversations with clients that logically choose to undereat throughout the vast majority of the day for fear of overeating calories only to end up sabotaging themselves at night. On paper, it makes sense to undereat, to try and control your calories, but this has severe repercussions based on how our hormones and our metabolism works. And so, yes, if there's any one clinical pearl that you can take away from this episode, it's that what you choose to eat or not eat, especially early in the day, strongly influences the decisions you make later in the day 
and thereby how you manage your calorie intake, which is why we almost always suggest you start with a protein-rich, satisfying breakfast, right? So with that said, here's how I'd suggest building out your framework to get started for how to structure your three to four meals per day in a way that works for you. First, factor in a 12-hour window between the time you wake up and your last meal. So let's say 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. as an example. Maybe you wake up at 6 a.m. and maybe you uh, go to sleep at 9 or 10 p.m. But their 12-hour window is 7 to 7. So if you're currently eating and snacking all day long, then you may want to start with four meals spread out evenly, say 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m. as an example. Or if you feel like you're someone that has poor blood sugar regulation and you feel like you need to quote-unquote snack uh, in between meals to help keep that blood sugar stable, then you're gonna need to play around with perhaps starting with more frequent meals and and slowly starting to, to titrate down. Or if you find you struggle to eat any solid meals except for dinner and, and you may just start with a solid breakfast, lunch, and dinner, say 8 a.m., 1 p.m., 6 p.m. as an example. So this might feel like you're eating more earlier on in the day, but it should also help curb the volume of food that you consume later, thereby reducing your total calorie intake, which, as I said, is certainly the name of the game. So listen, this is going to take practice. It's going to take commitment. Uh, And you're going to need to experiment with what works best for you as this is going to take a couple of weeks for you to get comfortable with changing your eating patterns as well as starting to observe how you feel from meal to meal. Or if it feels too overwhelming to go right into four square meals or three square meals, maybe just start by adding a solid breakfast and not eating again until lunch. And then you put that on repeat for a week or two until you get comfortable with it and then you move to the next meal. And I would suggest just eating the same thing for breakfast every single day and maybe just making minor tweaks based on how you feel, but we'll get into that. Or perhaps just skip the mid-afternoon snack and just add it to your lunch and see how you feel pushing through until dinner if you feel like you are more comfortable starting with the afternoon period as opposed to all three. Regardless, there's a few things that you'll want to pay attention to here within the scope of these three to four meals. First, are you getting hungry from meal to meal? If so, that's great. That's actually a really good sign that your hormones are functioning the way that they should be. This is a perfectly normal and healthy feeling that you'll need to get comfortable with experiencing as this hunger is necessary when we're working to lose fat and control our calorie intake. Um, All too often people are scared of actually getting hungry and feel like they need to eat too frequently in order to abstain from those hunger signals and it couldn't be further from the truth. Instead, what we need is to start to identify with and get comfortable with feeling hungry from meal to meal. Uh, Because as I said, that's a really good sign that our hormones, particularly leptin and ghrelin, are functioning the way that they should. And assuming we're in a calorie deficit, the hunger is a good signal that we're actually losing body fat. But with that said, if you're too hungry from meal to meal, 
try eating a little bit more at your previous meal and see how you do. So like I said, try and stick with the same meal, just make some small tweaks, maybe slightly increase the amount of protein you consume, maybe slightly increase the amount of carbohydrate and or fat, right? Or maybe just a little bit of all of the above and or maybe play around with your food choices. If you have McDonald's and you feel like you're hungry two hours later, but then you have a steak and potato and you feel like you're satiated for six hours, well, it's a pretty good indicator of the how the foods are influencing those hunger and satiety signals. Next to that, if you're not hungry in between meals and you're feeling satisfied for an overly extended period of time, well, maybe you're eating too much. Maybe just try eating a little bit less at your meals, which also would help you control your calorie intake. Okay, number two, is it actual hunger that you're experiencing? Oftentimes, especially mid-morning, mid uh, mid-afternoon, when we're caught up in work stress, we might be feeling tired, might be feeling bored, we might be uh, fatigued. That's actually uh, just a way for our body and our brain to find more pleasurable stimulus, right? Like uh, going for the caffeine, going for the sweet or the salty snacks. So pay attention to those feelings check in with yourself and how you feel during these times if you know you naturally turn to the caffeine and the sugar mid-morning mid-afternoon then perhaps opt instead to drink some water have a stretch go for a walk maybe lay down for a few minutes if you're tired as being an alternative to getting lost in the patterns around using food to help you manage your stress or your boredom or your fatigue or whatever it may be Lastly, is what pre-existing behaviors drive the food decisions that you make, right? Do you choose to have a glass of wine after a long day, a handful of chips or trail mix when you're in between Zoom calls or, or running to the bathroom, the mindless snacking while Netflix and chilling after the kids go to bed? All of these things are very relevant uh, but the beauty of committing to actual structured meals without snacking in between gives you the flexibility and the freedom to eat the foods that you want within reason, as well as help you establish some very reasonable and healthy boundaries around the foods that probably aren't helping support your health and weight loss goals. And because you have a clear cut framework around when to eat and the freedom frankly, to decide how many meals and when are best for you and your schedule, you can now start to put in the work around building out the most satisfying and nutrition meals for you so that you can have and stay energized, satisfied, so that you can control your calories without worrying about restricting foods, skipping meals, being hungry all the time, or constantly stressing about what and when to eat next. So, Hopefully that helps settle some of the confusion around how many meals per day to be eating for weight loss and how to start to build out your own individual meal structure. And of course, guys, if you need any help, we are always here to support you. I appreciate you tuning in. Let me know if you have any questions and I will catch you all in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, 
Join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 